19 minutes to 9 o'clock. It's Money Talk uh, with James Ross. And in your money today, uh, Carolyn Wright delves into the world of digital banking, asking what the industry needs to do to finally start making profits. Uh, Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Today, we're going to take a look at the rise of digital banking and what we can expect to happen in future. I'm joined by Shweta Jane. She is the head of product, digital analytics and platform at Finastra. Thank you for coming to speak to us. Good morning, Carolyn, and thank you for having me on your show. So let's kick off with a little bit of a, an explanation of what Finastra does for those who don't know who you are. Sure. So Finastra is the third largest fintech in the world. You wouldn't know the company by its name, but you would have definitely heard about our products. We are 10,000 plus in terms of our employee count, um, 9,000 plus customers globally, and 90 of the top 100 banks use our software solutions. In terms of uh, in terms of some numbers, 10% of global trades run through our software. More than 175 million retail banking accounts also run through our software. We have been quite big and in the digital banking space, helping digital banks, virtual banks globally. And we also help some very large banks, established banks with their transformational journey. Okay, so you are the perfect person to tell me a little bit more about the digital banking landscape. So how would you say it is here in Hong Kong? Well, in Hong Kong, the banking landscape has been rapidly growing. Ever since HKMA has launched the virtual banking license, and there were eight licenses that have been granted, it's been a consortium of banks, fintechs, uh, telco companies and travel companies. Now, they all pretty much launched in 2021. Um, This was during COVID times. which was tough because their business projections did go for a toss due to pandemic. Having said that, they did manage to collectively open 1.1 billion accounts in the first year of their launch, which is an impressive number. What really helped in terms of COVID and the pandemic situation was the acceptance of digital services, banking services especially, by the consumers of Hong Kong. And these banks did not have physical branches, so they were leaning on account opening, deposits, placements and loans, primarily through digital services. And that was a big boost for them, the fact that COVID did accelerate the digital journey for a lot of these banks. But there was also the not so good news. Collectively, these banks had 1.68 billion combined losses in the first half of 2022, which was a huge challenge for them. Absolutely. That is significantly large number. So what are they doing now to change that and to get themselves towards profitability? Well, in terms of their uh, path to profitability, what we uh, if you read the reports, what we see is that none of these virtual banks are profitable as yet. Now, Zar Bank and Mox Bank are the only ones that have announced that they're targeting to break even in 2024. Um, there's also competition among the existing banks, uh, the larger players like HSBC, Standard Charter, DBS, Hang Seng that have picked up their game in terms of digital services that they're offering. In terms of their path to profitability, there are a few ways in which they're approaching it. They're targeting the SME lending segment. So Hong Kong has close to 44,000 small businesses and the whole SME lending market is worth 100 billion Hong Kong dollar, which is massive. So there are close to five of the eight virtual banks that have either announced plans or they're already creating a presence in the SME lending space. 
The other approach that they're following is by getting into the wealth management space. So Zara Bank and Vila Bank have again announced plans to offer digital wealth management services and products. Um, some of them are tying up with fintechs. Uh, Zara Bank again has tied up with Wise um, for remittances and cross-border payments. So there are multiple ways in which they are trying to be profitable and trying to break even. So what do you think the next big trend will be in the sector? What have, What's still to come and what should customers know about that and what it might offer to them? How can it change their banking experience? Well, I think what the digital banks have done is uh, they have completely transformed the customer user experience. Um, now, they're targeting a very different segment, the younger consumers in Hong Kong. And these are people who are born with the mobile phone and uh, they are quite used to banking services through digital um, uh, web banking or mobile banking. Um, their experiences with banking services are not through the branch, through the physical branches. So that's one big change that we have seen. They've, they've pretty much shaken the way banking is done uh, in Hong Kong. And they've also brought a lot of competition among the larger banks. Um, there is also innovation that we're looking at. They're doing things uh, differently. Um, they are focusing on um, QR code based payments. They are focusing on cashless transactions on cards. So they are trying to bring a, a massive shift in the way banking is done in Hong Kong. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they're also struggling because uh, there is uh, a very small niche or a small customer base they're able to go after purely because the costs are high and they need to start breaking even and, and they need to get into the profitability space fairly quickly. And having said that, the uh, larger banks are, are no different in, in terms of the services that they can offer. They can be quite aggressive with their digital offering as well as with the physical branches. They do have an advantage. Yeah, they're, they're obviously long-standing already here and everything like that. Now, what you're saying there is very much kind of demographics that this very much encapsulates the younger kind of customer's experience. What are the, the digital banks doing towards helping the older customer get in? Is there any moves being done to help with that? Well, I uh, don't think the digital banks are not focusing on the older uh, consumer base. But having said that, their needs are quite different, I would say. They do need a physical branch or the presence of a person that they can talk to. Um, also, their acceptance to uh, a mobile banking application, the fear of, uh, of transacting through a mobile phone is quite high in that generation. Um, but like I said, uh, COVID has uh, has done a massive transformation and change in the way of people are approaching uh, banking and payments online. So there is a huge amount of comfort. And in Hong Kong, I think the uh, the octopus, the fact that people are now getting used to their octopus on the mobile phone, um, it, it has definitely brought a shift in the way the older generation is also looking at banking. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a massive shift. They still do like their banks, their passbooks and their checkbooks and the existing banks where they can walk in and get their um, and get their financial transactions done. I think that fin familiarity is something you're you're very right on there, that people have been using their octopus cards for years. And so they're very much used to a cashless transaction. Is there anything else that the technology should be doing to make the experience better for customers? I've, I've heard people occasionally say that sometimes these tools are a bit too kind of techy and nerdy, maybe even. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're someone who's not comfortable with the use of technology, you might tend to find it challenging, especially when you're dealing with your bank account and with your money. You you might want to play it safe. Having said that, uh, Hong Kong government is definitely promoting a lot of these initiatives. They are trying to make it safe and secure. And the fact that they have rolled out these virtual bank licenses and they are bringing in more initiatives is an indication that they are looking after their consumers. They are looking at, after the people in Hong Kong to make sure that, um, one, the banks are quite safe in the way they are offering these banking services. And two, they are also ensuring that there is a bit of education that's happening among the consumers. People are aware of uh, the risks that come along with using the banking services through these technologies. So it sounds like the government is doing a pretty good job so far. Are there any gaps that need filling to to really sort of propel the industry forward and really get it going? Um, absolutely. And I wouldn't call them gaps. They're more pain points, I would say, that the consumers have when it comes to banking services. At the moment, we are seeing these virtual banks as the second bank, not the primary bank of most consumers. But the momentum is picking. And once this picks up, we're going to see a large scale switch of banking services from the larger banks to these virtual banks. What they're also doing is they're driving a lot of innovation. They're focusing on a different segment like the SMEs have been underserved. Um, while they do have banking services, they don't have the kind of digital capabilities and digital services that they should probably be getting from the banks. And that's a segment that the virtual banks are looking at. So that's a gap that they're picking on in the banking sector. Um, and apart from that, they're just trying to shake up the way banking is done. They're trying to do it differently. They're trying to do it a lot more smoother, faster and make it easier. You could open an account with a virtual bank in five minutes, um, but you you couldn't you couldn't do that with one of the larger banks in the past. Maybe now they are trying to change, but uh, it, it's making it a lot simpler and easier for people when they need to bank and place their money. I think we can all agree that making things simpler and easier is what we would all enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's Shweta Jane. She is the Head of Product, Digital Analytics and Platform at Finastra.